Welcome to North Alley Church's Sermon Podcast. We are in a series titled, The Next Journey. If you are interested in North Alley Church or our Sermon Podcast, you can find us on our website, nvcmd.org. Good morning again. I can always count on a couple adults who will go for the snacks. Don't be shy. And um, if I get boring partway into the sermon, feel free to go up and get yourself something crunchy and some snacks, maybe something to color with. Thank you for being here today. We are continuing in our sermon series called The Next Journey where in the beginning of January, we started um, going down the direction. We, for our previous four years of existence, we'd been focusing on being a healthy church, doing the eight qualities of being a healthy church. This past January, we started to turn the corner and say, hey, who is it God specifically is calling North Valley Church to be? So instead of just being a generally healthy church, we are working on being, um, being who it is that God, we think, is uniquely calling us to do. As part of that journey, we don't want to do that blindly. We don't want to do that without God along for the journey. So we have been asking people to pray along with us. <clears throat> if you're familiar with the Church Center app, you can get on the app. You can find this announcement to fast and pray. And I'm not asking anybody to pray for 40 days. The way we've worked it out is I'm just asking folks to sign up for one day. If you can find one day to pray for North Valley Church, and when you sign up and you see the announcements, it'll describe the three things for us to pray about, that we're seeking God's favor, getting his grace to be able to go on this journey, to grab the rudder and make a little turn so that we're pursuing who it is that God wants us to be. Pray that we would embrace our mission statement, Empowering people with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ, right? Cool t-shirt. Say yeah. yeah. Okay. And that we would begin to act on our values, which are healing, equipping, and commissioning. So we're doing things a little bit jumbled. We're going to do, do things a little out of order over the series. Last week, we um, touched on the first value, healing. And, and we talked about that two weeks ago. Grant talked about the mission statement. If, if you are considering making North Valley Church your, your home church, man, I really encourage you to find that podcast of Grant's and listen to that. It's really important for us to have, have our hearts and minds around um, what our mission statement is. Last week, we touched on the first of our values, healing. In coming weeks, we will talk about equipping and commissioning, but today we're going to take a little, we're going to go back like a half a step, and we're going to talk about vision. So we did a mission thing, we kind of talked about values, but I want to, I want to talk about vision today. Oh, and by the way, if you're not certain, wow, all that prayer stuff is cool, but I have no idea what you're talking about, church center app, sign it up, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. If none of that made any sense, 
you can touch base with Grant, who is guarding the door. Um, he, he won't let you leave. Um, and, or his wife, Maddie, who's on the other side guarding children. And, and they will help you with an iPad or figure it out on your phone to get to where on the Church Center app, get you signed up, get you registered so that you can do it. We've only got six out of 40 slots left. So it would be really cool if maybe we could close that out this week and, and cover our 40 days of prayer. But today, I want to step into our vision statement for a moment. Our vision statement is empowering people to impact the kingdom of God inside and outside North Valley Church. So it's this idea where, the, for me, the emphasis is the kingdom of God. And sometimes I think when we talk about the kingdom of God, we talk about it and we nod our head and it sounds, ooh, that sounds really cool. But we lose, we lose a little sight of what it really means to say, I'm going to focus on and prioritize the kingdom of God. So um, who had Christmas decorations up this year? So, sorry, so you had some Christmas. Who, like me, looked at the weather ahead of time and said, great, googly muggly, it's going to be a beautiful day Friday. It's going to be over 60 degrees. I'm going to take my Christmas decorations down on Friday. Anyone else wait? No, that was just me. No kidding. Well, I, I waited. So I was outside in January. January on Friday, I had um, T-shirt and shorts on, and I'm bringing my Christmas decorations inside. It was excellent. So for those of you who know me and have watched my cars change that I drive around, besides bringing the Christmas decorations in, um, we also got rid of the red Equinox. So call, gave someone a call, hey, come to get my car, give me some money. And they really, really give you cash for cars. A guy handed me a wad of cash. It was really cool. So I got rid of my car, got a bunch of, Millie, Millie got a bunch of money, and, and we got my Christmas decorations. At least the outside ones are inside. So that's cool. I like setting out Christmas decorations. When Millie saw that they were down, it's like, oh, that's kind of sad. You know, I kind of liked having them up. But we do things like that to celebrate and clean up, maintain our kingdom, right? My house, my little two-acre lot that's all wooded, that's kind of like my kingdom, isn't it? Mine and Millie's. We're responsible for maintaining it, paying the mortgage, making sure it's okay. Right When I brought the Christmas decorations in, I'm scanning my yard, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've got... With the windstorms and all that, it is covered in twigs. So um, next week, we're doing a kid's field trip. <laughs> More information to come. <laughs> there we go. We're going to have a sign-up sheet. <laughs> yeah. Kids who can run chainsaws can go to Grant's house. <laughs> Well, then you can, come to, you can come to my house. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. We'll invite Venom. That is my kingdom. We've all got kingdoms. We've all got the places we live. We've all got the friends we have. We've all got family. And I want us to grasp our hands around, hey, you know what? That is our kingdom. 
And it's appropriate to have the thing we identify as our kingdom, and it's appropriate to maintain it and to invest in it. But our vision needs to be beyond our kingdom. Right? This applies to North Valley Church. Right? If we're going to be doing things for the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God exists in here, but it also exists outside our walls. And we need to be looking beyond there to be able to impact the kingdom of God. To be able to impact the kingdom of God, it kind of starts with me, right? It kind of starts with me being able to say, this is my kingdom, but I need to be able to look out beyond that to see what God's kingdom is. So let's just take a few minutes, and we're going to paint a picture a little bit of what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God for us, begins with Jesus Christ. So Jesus is doing some teaching, um, and he, inter- he encounters some Pharisees. Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because... The kingdom of God is in your midst. So think about the picture that's being painted here. Jesus is speaking to these Pharisees and his disciples and anyone who's listening, and he's like shooting a flare. He doesn't come right out and say it, but he's like, and the kingdom of God is right here in your midst. And it's him. It's Jesus. Jesus is saying he is the kingdom of God. And as we draw towards him, we encounter and become part of the kingdom of God. So for the people who were there at the time, they're struggling to put that together. They're listening to what Jesus is saying. Maybe they're taking the hint. Maybe they don't. But we're 2,000 years down the road from that. And we can see really clearly that Jesus brought the kingdom of God to the Jews of that day, and he brings the kingdom of God for us. From our perspective in time, being able to look back, we can see that Jesus lived a perfect life, that he died on the cross for our sins, to heal the separation that we had between us and the Father in heaven. And when he did that, he did something we couldn't do for ourselves, Cooler yet, when he rose from the dead three days later, he demonstrated he is the one with the power and authority over sin and death. And when we put our faith and trust in him and accept his forgiveness and his leadership in our life, we are forever changed. Our eternity is set, but the change begins right now. Right? So what it is that we want to be focused on is if we're going to focus on the kingdom of God, we are going to know that it's going to begin with Jesus. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior before, never thought about those kinds of things, man, I would love to talk to you today about that. Maybe today's the day you enter this kingdom of God. Jesus said when he was talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, I don't have a slide for this, but in John chapter 3, Jesus said, you can't even see the kingdom of God, unless you are born again. Jesus used the words born again to describe this thing that happens when we realize our need and put our faith and trust in him. 
If you are thinking that you want to be part of the kingdom of God today, man, I would love to talk to you about that. Please hang out. We've got a kids meeting after church, but I would love to talk to you for a few minutes. If um, If you don't think I can do that and don't have time, you might talk to Grant, who's still guarding the door back there. He will be able to help walk you what your next steps are to accept Jesus Christ and be part of the kingdom of God. If you don't think you can do either of those two things, you can always send an email to So if you didn't know that, you now realize most of the people sitting here know what that is, and they can walk you through. You can say, there'll be an opportunity later in the sermon for you to go, hey, what was that email address? Trust me, there's a chance for you to do that. You might want to do that. Kingdom of God, it starts with Jesus Christ and who he is. When we talk about the kingdom of, kingdom of God, I want us to get in our heads that the kingdom of God is about power. Right? The, 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 the weakness we have is we talk about the kingdom of God, and we just use words, and it feels good about it. But Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 4, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And we lose sight of that. There is power involved in the kingdom of God. When we're praying, doing that 40 days of prayer, the first thing I asked us to pray for was God's favor, God's grace. God has power and influence over people, over our circumstances. God's grace and favor is a form of the kingdom of God and power. God has angelic armies with the power to protect us. One of my favorite passages of Scripture is in... um, um, Oh, I put down... Where did I put the thing? On Tuesday's devotional um, is a, uh, a, a passage out of the book of Kings, where it talks about Elisha and his servant, and they are under attack by an army, and Elisha's chill, and his servant is freaking out. And Elisha Elisha prays, man, God, would you help my servant see what I see? And when Elisha prayed, the servant saw an army of angels surrounding the city. We forget that the kingdom of God is a kingdom of power, And that while we may not always see it, God has the power to protect us from evil. And if we solicit God's help and do that in prayer, we can lean into that power. God has the power over sin and death. We are no longer subject to eternal separation from God. Jesus demonstrated that when he rose from the dead. His resurrection demonstrates that. God has that kind of power over death. We have eternal life. God has power in his spirit. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to um, help us and guide us and heal us, give us direction, but it's also, he is also here to give us power. So I want us thinking, you know what? It's not just talking about the kingdom of God. There's power involved. We're going to want to be able to lean into that power because sometimes reaching out for the kingdom of God gets us out of our comfort zone. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes God asks us to do things that we would never be able to do on our own. 
our only hope and possibility is that we're leaning into the power that's part of the kingdom of God. So we talked about the fact that there's this kingdom of God, but we also have our own kingdom. And quite honestly, we are quite human in focusing on our own kingdom. It's a really natural thing to do. First Corinthians, nope, yeah, uh, Matt, no, I'm sorry, go back, you're good. One, no, that one, uh, next one. Matthew 6, this is out of the Lord's Prayer. I should be looking at my iPad. Matthew 6, this is out of the Lord's Prayer. This, if you've memorized what the Lord's Prayer is, what Jesus taught his disciples to say, to say, this is the second line. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That for us, there needs to be this intentional moment when we say, I want to be focused on God's kingdom. I want your kingdom to be part of what it is that I'm doing, not just my kingdom. And so today, I want us to start thinking about what that is and how that works. Grant and I were uh, talking about sermons and doing a little sermon planning on Friday. And he pointed out, you know what? Sometimes it's tough to do a deep dive about theological stuff on a family Sunday, but you can do application. So you know what? We're going to do a little application today. We are going to practice looking outside of our own kingdom. All right. Kids, kids, I need your attention. Who was in North Valley Kids last Sunday? Can I see your hands? Last Sunday, North Valley Kids focused on being a friendly church. And as we focused on being a friendly church, we learned some things about people we didn't know before. All right, you can put your hands down, but I'm going to ask another question. When you were being a friendly church... What did you learn that you didn't know before? Anybody remember what you learned about other people? Yes. Do you remember who it was? Okay. Do you remember it was important? Anybody remember a fact or truth that you learned last week? Oh, Kenny. She learned that somebody who was her best friend, she learned by getting out of her comfort zone that her, her friend plays soccer. Yeah, Riley. Well done, Riley. <laughs> Riley learned that about Luke because last week Riley got out of her comfort zone and said, Luke, tell me about yourself. Yeah, Finley. Huh? She learned that the Holy Spirit's in her heart. Yes, and the Holy Spirit in our heart is what kind of moves us to do this. So I would like for us to do what North Valley Kids did last week and get out of our comfort zone and go meet some people. We're gonna, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to stand up and just take the time to 
create a conversation. In a second, I'm going to, don't, not, don't move the slide yet. In a second, I'm going to give you um, some prompting questions to ask, just so that you can meet another person. But I want to emphasize what the importance is. I would love, I think God has called North Valley Church to have a vision for what goes beyond our walls. If we can't do this as individuals, if we can't figure out a way to get out of our own kingdom for two simple hours on a Sunday morning, we are doomed to fail. This is a big deal. If we can't figure out how to get out of our kingdom so that we can find out what's going on in God's kingdom, if we can't do that individually, it's not going to work as a church. And the vision is going to hit the toilet. Poo. There's nothing like potty humor on a Sunday morning. Okay, here's your chance. Next slide, Ben James, if you would, please. Here's your prompting questions. What's your favorite ice cream? Kids and adults, I would love for you all to stand. Here's, everybody stand. Everybody stand. Getting to know you. Find somebody you don't know. Ask them, what's your favorite ice cream? What's your favorite sports or team? And have you ever broken a bone? Okay. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I want you to focus on something. I want you to see something. Well, never mind. Go for it. You're doing it. A little background music. All right, I know, I know I turned this all on, but now I'm just going to ask you to hit the pause button and you can resume your conversations after we wrap up just a little chat. Hey, John. John. Hey, he's going to be up here for a bit. Kelsey. Thank you very much for playing along. I hope that everybody learned something about somebody that maybe they didn't know before. And that you get a picture, really what I'm hoping for is you get a picture of what it looks like to be out of my kingdom and reach out and figure out what's going on in God's kingdom. As we do that and we get the hang of it, there's something exciting and inspiring about this. It actually motivates our worship. Hebrews 12.28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful, and let us so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. So I want us just to take a deep breath. We are part of the kingdom of God. As we see that and embrace it and realize, when I get part of what it is that God's doing, it's unshakable. It's, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's always fun. But when I continue to focus on the kingdom of God, everything else in our life, in my life, starts to fall into place. So I pray that you are able to do that and that we would be focused on his kingdom as we do this next worship song. Would you pray with me? Dear Father in heaven, thank you for inviting us into your kingdom. You didn't need to do that. Yet you did.
You sent your son Jesus so that we could be forgiven of our sins, put our faith and trust in him, and be invited to be members of your unshakable, powerful kingdom. I pray that you would help us to be mindful of that. It's so easy to get focused on our kingdoms. Lord, help us be reminded to be able to focus outside of ourselves and be looking at what it is you're doing in the churches and the lives of the people around us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.